Hello, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday. Today is August 10th, 2020, and here's what I'm seeing this morning. The TikTok saga continued over the weekend, with other suitors showing up according to various media reports. Twitter itself got the full reporting treatment over the last few days, though there are whispers of other American tech and media companies having some possible interest. Last week, Apple was reported as interested in TikTok, something that the company formally dismissed. It's a mess out there. What matters is that a big piece of the world's most valuable startup may not wind up in the hands of the world's second most valuable public tech company. Now, Microsoft could still end up buying TikTok, but certainly there are more hands out for this company than we expected. Oh, and TikTok might sue the Trump administration over its attempts to ban and force its sale. That lawsuit could come as early as this week. In short, if you were bored about hearing about TikTok before the current political drama, get ready to be incredibly bored about TikTok by the end of this month. All the same, we are talking about the future of the internet, China-based tech companies outside of the country's borders, and the ability for governments to limit the reach of tech firms more broadly. In short, if you care about startups and venture capital, this stuff matters. Now, changing gears, the New York Times has a piece out concerning Talkspace, a startup that provides text-based therapy, describing the sort of company that you probably don't want to trust with your mental health. It is worth reading. And finally, Amazon is talking to a major American mall company to turn some unused retail space into fulfillment centers for its e-commerce business. Talks are still underway. And this really isn't a startup story per se, but it does go to show how much the world has really changed. Those are the headlines for this Monday morning that I am reading. Before we get deeper into the private markets, however, do not forget that Equity is on Twitter, where we post all the headlines, jokes about Danny, and polls for the show. It is good fun. So hit up at EquityPod if you are a cool person. And with that, let's go. So let's turn to the weekend. Well, over the weekend, some reporting in the Wall Street Journal noted that the 10 largest companies in the S&P 500, think of that as kind of a broad American stock market index, comprise 29% of its worth, just the top 10 companies. And that figure is actually up from 22.7% at the end of 2019. So this shows how big the biggest tech companies have become in the last year and how key they are to the broader American equities rally. They're kind of, you know, holding up the sky. For tech startups, this is good news. Buoyant public market valuations for tech companies help late stage startup valuations and help direct more capital to early stage startups. Woohoo! But the same journal piece has a warning saying that, and I quote, some investors also warn that such a heavily concentrated market is dangerous because any tumult in the tech sector would likely exacerbate a broader downturn. To which we kind of say, yep, that makes sense. So in the sense, this is kind of, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. It's still good times for tech broadly, perhaps especially here in the United States, but there are warning signs around the edges of what has turned out to be a stronger year than anticipated that we should not miss. Also out this morning was news from Intracker publication that Flipkart, a leading Indian e-commerce company that is majority owned by Walmart, has put together an accelerator called Flipkart Leap that will focus on design, digital commerce, offline commerce, back-end retail tech like supply chain efforts, and other technologies that are core to its business. This is cool, we think. As we keep a closer eye on India's tech market in the wake of the Reliance Geo investment wave, things like this will hold our attention. Geo, of course, raised billions from tech companies and investment vehicles this year, with the investing presumably both excited by the growth in the mobile internet economy in India, and in the case of some tech firms, we presume, worries about losing access to such a key market. 
Funding rounds. Now let's talk about a couple of recent funding rounds that stood out as we caught up early, early on this Monday morning. I have found three for you that I'm actually pretty excited about. They're kind of all going in different directions. So up top, uh, per VentureBeat, Expert System, not Expert Systems, my Expert System, I expect up $29.4 million. The startup focused on Enterprise Natural Language Processing, or NLP, which the publication writes, quote, taps AI to perform analytics extraction and the categorization across taxonomies, making text from XML, RDF, and other formats available for automation and more is cool. I don't actually know what all of that means, but applied AI startups are something that I'm keeping tabs on because AI startups have interesting economics, and I feel like the promise of AI is actually kind of coming true in some small targeted cases. Perhaps expert system is one of those. Next up, I was reading Fen SMES, which I think is how you pronounce that publication's name, this morning uh, about a company called Palmetto, P-A-L-M-E-T-T-O, which the publication called a, quote, Charleston, South Carolina-based clean technology software and fulfillment platform company that has closed a $29 million round. Dollar amount's kind of right there in the middle, no big deal, so why do we care? Well, Palmetto started life as an installer of SolarTech, it appears, and then in 2015 got into software, and then in 2017 went whole hog into software. Now that's the only thing that it does. So it's kind of a cool story of the corporate evolution, eventual large capital raises, and what can happen when a company goes, okay, cool, that's a neat part of the world. We're now going to focus on this other part of it from a different angle. Uh, if you have a chance, take a look at this website. Cool timeline function up there. Worth clicking around if you're in the mood to learn. Finally today, Silver Fort has put together $30 million. The cybersecurity company has, you know, built, I'm just going to quote here, the only solution that can enable MFA, multi-factor authentication, for systems and interfaces that couldn't be protected until today. Can't really vet that claim offhand. Certainly the tech looks cool according to its website. Just, you know, poking around this morning, trying to learn about it. The round itself stood out because it was about triple what the company raised in its Series A, which was an $11.5 million round back in 2018. So certainly Silverfort has done a lot with that capital. It made investors pretty excited. Cybersecurity is a big, big deal right now. Just look at the share prices of recently public cybersecurity companies. Anywho, finally, Silverfort also raised the round during the pandemic, it said, and that is becoming an increasingly common story as the rounds that were raised pre-pandemic have kind of worked their way through the system. If you come to like a journalist now, you're like, I raised money in January. No one really cares. Uh, you kind of have to now have raised during COVID-19. So these rounds are, you know, essentially raised during a more difficult time for the economy, making them more interesting. Silver Fort, 30 million. Take a look if you want. It's neat. And with that, let's get going. Now, turning to our uh, kind of last comment for the day, earnings season is slowly coming to a close, or at least kind of the first chapter for Q2 is nearly done. This week, we will see reports from IAC, Cisco, Tencent, Lyft, we saw Uber last week, Foxconn, and Baidu. So there's still some big names to come, but we've already seen Apple, we've seen Microsoft, we've seen Facebook, we've seen Amazon, we've seen Alphabet. They've all reported. And, you know, what we've kind of seen here is the first wave of companies that are basing their corporate calendars on the calendar that you and I live by. There's going to be a second wave of companies coming up that are offset by one month that kind of wrap up their years January 31, not December 31. There's a lot of nuance about why that's the case for SaaS companies. It helps kind of make Q4 equivalent uh, a bit easier for salespeople because no one wants to end their sales period in December 31 when no one's working. Uh, so we still have some stuff coming up. Companies like Box 
still have yet to drop their earnings. Uh, I don't think Peloton has reported yet. That's going to be a really hot one to take a look at. Uh, but what matters is that we're nearly done with earnings and that public tech companies have kind of done okay. And, you know, often even better than that during earnings season. This means that tech shares are still worth record figures, which I said above. The concern going into earnings season was that perhaps Q2 results would be worse than expected, and they largely weren't, or that Q3 forecasts would steal some momentum from tech shares, and so far that doesn't really appear to be the case. So, the good times still exist, and it turns out that a lot of the stuff that startups were saying, that, you know, things aren't going as bad as expected, some of them are ahead of plan, was probably true. And that means that the world of startups is probably also pretty healthy. So 2020 is working out better than I think any of us could have expected back in March and April. And now with earnings behind us, probably good for another couple of months. Who would have thought? And that was Equity Monday for July 27th, 2020. Follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself on the tweets where I go by at Alex. We are back Friday morning. This is Equity. We're out. <laughs>